0: Welcome to Christian Outdoors podcast. I'm your host Pete Rogers and this is the podcast where we explore all things outdoors and how we can enjoy God every day. This portion of the podcast is being brought to you by the Clarendon Club. The Clarendon Club is a southeast premier hunting destination for waterfowl and whitetail deer in the Carolinas. Located just off the world-famous Santee Cooper Lakes, the Clarendon Club offers duck and deer hunting memberships for the distinguishing sportsmen. The Clarendon Club also offers venues and lodging for retreats, entertaining clients, and weddings. Contact the Clarendon Club for your next hunting adventure or entertaining needs at 803-478-4491. Welcome back to Christian Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Rogers. I hope you've had a great week. And today, being the weekend before Christmas, I want to do a, uh, a quick Christmas-themed uh, podcast. I'm not sure how long this one's going to last, but I just wanted to do this. And for the last several years in my writing, outdoor writing, I have done Christmas lists for hunters or Christmas lists for anglers or Christmas lists for, for, uh, for outdoor people in general. And so I thought, hey, That'd make a great podcast here as significant others may be scrambling for ideas of what to get their their outdoors person of the year um, for Christmas with just a few days left to go. So I quickly put together a, a list of um, some ideas that um, may make your shopping a little bit easier. And in doing that, I also explained why. Um, that I put these on the list. So, uh, we're going to go through a bunch of categories and then towards the end, I want to talk about, you know, the obvious reason for the season to use that, uh, kind of cheesy vernacular. But, um, I think it's important that we remember that Christmas is not about just getting gifts and about giving gifts, but it's more about the birth of our savior and of God becoming man so that we could have relationship with him. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, but to begin with, let's, um, Let's jump into a Christmas list for outdoorsmen. So if you're looking for something to to, uh, to get that person that you care about, then hopefully this will help. So, again, this is random. I know some of you listening may say, well, why didn't you include this? Or why didn't you include that? Or what about this? Or what about that? You know, I could, this could go on for hours as far as there's so much gear out there and so much stuff. But I just put together some things that, that I thought would be um, appropriate. And, uh, you know, and it's not in any particular order, um, but in the recent years, there's been a significant rise of crossbow interest in the hunting industry. Uh, crossbows have really revolutionized and have changed drastically throughout the years. And there's been one brand that has been leading the way, and that is Ten Point. Uh, Ten Point crossbows are arguably one of the best brands out there available. And and whether you you know. W- you want something fast, you want something light, you want reverse limbs, forward limbs, whatever you want, then then Ten Point has a, has a crossbow for you. And all of them are fast. All of them are accurate. Um, their, their Nitro XRT and their Stealth NXT are some of the best available. Uh, and so if you're looking for a, a crossbow for that somebody that you care about, uh, cons- uh, consider 10 point and i would also recommend that you get the complete package don't just buy the crossbow but get the package that comes with a scope it comes with um three arrows it comes with a quiver uh it comes with everything that you need in order to uh to, to start shooting and hunting and lastly i would recommend that if you're getting a crossbow um get one with the mechanical cocking device um let's see if i can remember what uh 10 point calls that uh AccuDraw, draw, which is a uh, cocking mechanism that's built into the device. Uh, it has a, uh, uh, it's like a winch that's built into the stock, and and you ha- has a handle that's hidden. You take it out and you attach it to the to the string, and you're able to turn the handle and crank the, crank the string back and lock it into a cock position. It's much easier um, than, in my opinion, it's much easier than than using the rope cocking method. Um, but consider 10 Point if you're looking for a crossbow for your next hunting adventure or for that, you know, that, that person in your life. A lot of people in the outdoors also love handguns. Uh, And in today's world with a lot of emphasis on concealed carry, then there's a lot of choices out there. Um, And I want to say to the listeners, whether you live in a state that's, that's open carry, concealed carry, uh, permitless carry, whatever it is, make sure you're legal. Okay. We don't want anyone to break the law and, 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 it doesn't make sense to me that we carry a gun that's uncomfortable to carry. So my personal carry gun is a Smith & Wesson uh, Shield in 9mm. I selected that one because of its shape, because it's thin. Uh, it, it rides really well in my kidney position on uh, in my belt. Uh, it's very comfortable, and, and I really like it. Now, there are a lot of other good carry guns out there, Glock 17, Sig P229, Legion, The Walther PPQ M2, just to name a few. All those are great, and you notice all those are in nine millimeter. You know, if you carry a 380, if you carry a 40, uh, the 45 in a 1911 version, you know, whatever it is, uh, I'm just mentioning a few that I that I really like that are in good price points. Uh, Most of these guns that I mentioned, uh, except for maybe the Glock and the Sig, are you know they're they're under three hundred dollars. And uh, that makes it very affordable, or they're right at $300, depending. Um, and so, uh, you know, I would consider those. You know, again, that's a Smith & Wesson Shield and 9mm. The Glock 17 Sig P229 Legion, the Walther PPQ M2 are some great carry guns for that, for that person that, uh, that you care about. Or for yourself. Or for yourself now. I've always been surprised when people go out and spend $300, 400 $500 on a carry gun and $15 on a holster. Uh, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I want that holster to be comfortable. I want it to be one that fits my gun well, that's going to hold it securely in position. And I have found no better than crossbreed holsters. Crossbreed holsters are some of the finest made with high-quality leather and kydex components. They're inside the waistband or outside the waistband. Um, configurations are, are just wonderful. I know when I'm out working on the farm, I want the outside the waistband because I sweat a lot and I don't want my... My gun getting all that all that uh, uh, salty sweat all over it. Um, it's easier to access and things of that nature. But when I'm, you know, when I'm out and about and I'm carrying concealed, I want it inside the waistband. So I have both configurations for the same gun, and that's one of the things I love about the speed holster is that you, you know, go to their website and say this is the this is the gun that I have, and they will send you the holster that fits that specific brand and model. So that it is a perfect snug fit, and I love that about it. Now, a lot of companies do that. I mean, that's nothing unique to Crossbreed, but but uh, I really like the way that the um, uh, inside the waistband and outside have have the adjustable clips on them, so that they fit better and and comfortable. Uh, and just for for my money, I have to recommend the Crossbreed holsters. Uh, and I want to say that uh, um, you know none of these companies that I'm mentioning partners with our pod our podcast yet i mean none of them um there's one i'll mention later and i'll be clear about that but uh um, these that i've mentioned so far none of them are contributing to the podcast as of yet so hunting gear now gear is a big word it covers a lot of stuff and we can really get into a lot of stuff about it but but when i'm speaking about it, i'm thinking of clothing all right and and I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I'm sure I will again. When it comes to hunting clothing, I've been just like a lot of you guys and gals out there listening. I've gone to the big box stores and I've bought the cheap cotton camouflage and the popular brands and the popular uh, designs and stuff and uh, and still do. Don't get me wrong, and still do. Um, but several years ago, I came to the conclusion that, you know, I'm probably not going to grow anymore. I'm uh, a lot more careful I'm uh, a lot less rough on my hunting gear than I used to be, uh, whether that's age, whether that's just techniques have changed, I'm not sure what it is, but, but I decided that I was going to invest in gear that would last me probably the rest of my life, uh, or at least you know a good portion of it. Not, not two years and fades and tears and rips and I have to go buy it again, but something that's going to last eight, 10, 12, 15 years. And so I went with Sitka gear. And I have to tell you, I am not in the least bit disappointed. I love my Sitka gear. It is just, I mean, everything about it. And I really liked it since I'm here in South Carolina. where in a few years ago. They came out with their early whitetail season uh, system. It is super lightweight, super breathable. I mean, it is like almost paper thin, but yet durable and rugged. It lets the air move through it when it's 90 degrees and you're sitting on stand. Um, it is a wonderful system. And then also, when I'm hunting up in Illinois with my friends Ralph and Vicky, and there's two feet of snow on the ground, and it's 12 degrees, I want to be warm. And their base layers, the merino wool, and their heavy fanatic jackets are just some of the warmest stuff available. The Sitka gear is just insanely good, good products. Um, and also, since I live in the southeast, I really like their subalpine line of clothing. Now, the subalpine line, if I remember correctly, was de- was uh, designed initially for elk hunters in early season when they're hunting in the dark forest. And it works exceptionally well there. But, you know, here in the southeast, our forests are dark because we we have pine plantations everywhere. We have probably more pines than we do hardwoods, unlike the Midwest, where pines are, you know, very few and far between. And that's where the Sitka gear elevated pattern is excels in the midwest you know with the light colored skies and the light colored trees but here in the southeast you know in south carolina and georgia mississippi alabama our woods are dark and uh, that's where that subalpine excels you know it's made for it's made for dark timber and while the designers probably were not thinking about the southeast when they made it it is an excellent pattern for the southeast and uh in early early turkey season when everything's starting to green up, man, that is the go-to pattern. It is just awesome stuff. So, if you're looking for some really good hunting clothing and uh, something that's going to last, yes, it's expensive. I'm not going to lie, it's it's really expensive, but it's going to last you for a long, long time. Now, there is one piece of equipment or clothing that Sitka makes that I I just I have to tell everybody about it. I I cannot believe that other companies have not copied this. I cannot believe that that the other brands have not looked at this and said, why didn't we think of that? And that is their cellulose shacket, okay? They call it a shacket. It is a short-sleeved jacket. And you're thinking, well, why don't you just get a vest? Uh, I thought that too. But then when I saw it and I tried it on, I thought, this is insane how good this works. It's polar fleece, so you can wear it, you know, alone like here in the South, I wear it a lot of times. With a, I'll put on a lightweight um, uh, base layer of the Sica pattern. And then I'll put the shacket over it so when it's cool in the mornings, you know, it's in the 40s or 50s in the mornings, I have that shacket on. My core is cool. It has a crossbody zipper so you can put your hands into, into a built-in muff. Uh, it's got a zip pocket on the top so you can put, uh, you know, your, for me, my reading glasses or, or your phone if you, if you carry that to your stand with your whatever. And, uh, and your core stays warm. Your shoulders stay warm. It is, it is wonderful. Um, and it's at a very reasonable price, but I can assure you, if you get the shacket, you will be telling everybody about it. The sailor Shacket from Sika Gear is probably the best designed, most useful piece of hunting clothing I have ever purchased. Um, sticking in this, in this same arena of hunters... Now we're going to jump over to fishermen and anglers and hikers and, and stuff like that in a little bit, but right now we're just focusing on hunting, and uh, and as you've heard in the podcast, if you listened before, I love hunting with handguns. Um, it's a it's a huge challenge, so I have a couple I want to talk to you about, and um, uh, I like big bore handguns, you know, forty four magnum and bigger, uh, and so I tend to lean towards those, and I like revolvers. So the Raging Bull from Taurus, the Model 444, is an exceptionally good hunting handgun. comes with an 8 eight inch barrel. It's ported to reduce recoil and fast target acquisition. It's a six-shot uh, re- revolver in a matte stainless uh, version. It is a wonderful shooting handgun. And uh, you put some True Glow optics on top of it, like a red dot, which is what I prefer on my handguns. And, uh, and it is a killing machine. I mean, it is just wonderful to shoot. It's fun to shoot. But in 2018, they came out with a newer version of the Raging Bull that they're calling the Raging Hunter. Now, I was fortunate enough that, w- that when it was coming out, uh, as it was being released, I was able to go and test this down in Florida at Osceola Outfitters and hunt some pigs with it. And I got to tell you, as someone who loves handguns, this thing was off the charts. Comfortable, easy to hold. It has an aluminum shroud to reduce weight. It's ported. Uh, It was in .44 Magnum at the time, was all they had in in their initial launch. Uh, And in 2018, it was named the the NRA Handgun of the Year. The Raging Hunter is an incredibly good handgun. It has a built-in Picatinny rail system, so you can mount the optics of your choice on it. I mean, either iron sights or or a red dot, um, um, a normal crosshair-type sc- scope, just got to get the Picatinny rail um, mounts for it. And, uh, the, you know, that's the most secure system out there. Everybody will tell you that when you're looking for accuracy, that's what you need. You need that Picatinny rail so that you can, you know, secure your bases very, very well. But in 2019, they decided to... Um, uh, expand the Raging Hunter line, and they are now offering it in a 357 Magnum and a 454 Casole. I have my 454 Casole on order. I have not gotten it yet. I cannot wait to get my hands on that because I love those big bore handguns. And I, I have always wanted a 454 Casole, and so I'm looking forward to getting that Raging Hunter in 454. I'm sure at the shot show coming up in a few weeks. Uh, down in las vegas that uh, they're going to be releasing some more new products out there but for the handgun hunters out there it's hard to beat taurus and um i mean i've shot them all you know i i have and i and i still hunt them all from you know rugers and smiths and and taurus but i love the taurus big bore handguns their their frames are secure and heavy and and uh, they're just made to handle those big heavy rounds that i like to shoot so consider the taurus raging bull or the raging hunter, for the handgun hunter in your family. Now, one of the big topics that that hunters always get into is optics. What type of optics do you use on your on your rifle? And um, man, there's a, there's a lot out there, and they're anywhere from seventy dollars to seven thousand, and and there's a and there's just so much. It's very overwhelming. So a few years ago, I went through a process where i got a new rifle i was going to be taking on an elk hunt and i said you know i'll be packing this thing a long way i want a good clear lightweight scope one that will be um variable in power but weigh under 14 ounces or 14 ounces and less you know I i was going for a pound um and less but um I figured if I went with fourteen and add the add the scope and ring, I mean add the bases and rings, and then I'll be just a shade over a pound anyway. So, and when you got a seven pound gun and you add a one pound scope and then you add ammunition, you know you're pushing eight and a half pounds that you're carrying. So I wanted it just as light as possible. So, in that process, I discovered the Loophole, which if you're a hunter, you know the Loophole brand is one of the best brands available. Um, but I went with the Loophole VX. 5HD 2x10x42. It is a great all around scope. And when you put this on any big game rifle, you're going to be um, pleased with the clarity, you're going to be uh, pleased with the accuracy, the ease of adjustment, and um, you're just going to love this scope. Now, I want to say you make sure that you get bases that. Are designed for your specific rifle. Let me give you a quick, a really quick story about that. It was a few years ago, I, I was able to get a new rifle, and I ordered this specific scope for it. The one, I, this is the one I was just telling you about that I got for, for, for an elk hunt. So I ordered this scope for it, and I said, okay, this is what I have. I have, you know, I have uh, this Weatherby Mark V and 308, and I need the loophole bases for this gun. Well, they sent me some bases with the with the scope. I mounted it. I mounted it according to the specs. I torqued everything down. I went to the gun range, and I could not hit the side of a barn. I tried everything. I had that scope completely bottomed out, and I was still shooting two feet low. Two feet low at 25 yards. It was crazy. You know, and I went through four or five boxes of bullets trying to chase this thing and figure out what I called Loophole. I called Weatherby, I called everybody I could think of, I emailed people, I talked to gunsmiths, and no one could figure out what it was. And then I finally got a hold of the right guy at Loopold who said, give me the model of your rifle again. And I told him, and he said, hmm, For some reason, that specific model is considered a magnum, and you need these bases, not the ones that we sent you. Let me send them to you. So I paid for the bases. He mailed them to me. I put those bases on, again, according to spec, torqued everything back down, three shot zero. It was crazy. So... What I thought was probably floating crosshairs in the scope. There was something wrong with my rifle. There was something wrong with the ammunition. There was just something wrong. I could not figure it out. It ended up being that the loophole bases for the Weatherby Mark V, they made two different kinds, and I had the wrong kind. So make sure, double check, triple check, quadruple check, that you are getting the right bases for your rifle and scope combination. Quick uh, story about that. Now, not all hunters are big game hunters. Some prefer to hunt predators. Some like to hunt um, birds. Some prefer waterfowl. You know, I'm talking mostly about big game, but uh, I also love to hunt predators. I love to hunt pigs and stuff. So um, that's where those Taurus handguns come in great is, is, is stalking pigs. Easy to carry, easy to shoot. It's, it's wonderful. But for predator hunters out there, there there's, there's one name that stands out, and that's Fox Pro. Their, their line of el- of electronic calls are just some of the best out there. But, but if you're like a lot of people, their price points are pretty, are pretty up there. You know, they're, they're, they're expensive. Um, and in recent years, Western Rivers has really made some leaps and bounds in their technology and in their dependability. So uh, I have Western Rivers. I have Fox Pro. I have Primos. I like them all. But I like the price point of the Western Rivers and I like the ability for me to be able to download sounds on an SD card and slide it right into my Western Rivers and be able to use it. Um, and I can just use MP3 files. I don't have have to use a specific file made for that specific brand. I can use MP3 files, compete, excuse me, um, and make my own uh, call patterns or make my own call se- uh, sequences, I guess is the word, and, uh, and and I just love it. So if I'm calling fox, I have a sequence that I created for fox. If I'm calling coyotes, I have a sequence for that. If I'm calling crows, I have a sequence for that. You know, start with a crow reveille, go with a, a, a baby crow, and then come back with uh, an owl, and crow them back to the reverie or whatever it is, you know, I can create it so that it runs the way that I want it to run, you know, and, uh, and I just really like those, those Western river electronic calls. Moving right along on my Christmas list for 2019 for outdoors people is every hunter, you know, hiker, backpacker, whatever, everybody needs a good pack. You need a good quality backpack. And, for my money, there's none better than Alps, Alps Outdoors or Alps Mountaineering. I'm going to cover this topic twice, all right? And uh, first for the hunter, I love my Alps Pathfinder. It's a modular pack. It has like a shoulder strap fanny pack that I can just unzip and roll up another 2,000 inches of uh, backpack space to put my heavy coats in or or gear of whatever I need, Um, but I also love their hybrid pack. Their hybrid pack is awesome, especially when you're hunting, you know, a long way from the truck, you can take all your gear in there. And then if you get something, you can pack it out with that, excuse me, you can pack it out with that same pack that the hybrid pack from Alps is an awesome, awesome all around backpack. Um, and I think it's in their extreme line, but also one thing I like about Alps is that it comes in a variety of camouflage patterns. You know, from the veil patterns to the real tree, mossy oak, and their coyote brown, which you know just about all of mine are in. Um, it's just a really nice pack. And uh if you're if you're a backcountry hunter and you like to pack in and spend days out there on the prairie for antelope or or back in the mountains for um elk or sheep, their traverse extreme line is awesome. It's over four thousand inches. It's a it's a you know, it's kind of a long-distance backpacker's pack that's made for hunters. And you think, well, how can that be? Well, it's just about the positioning of pockets and where the pockets are and how big they are and the, the fact that it's not blue or red or yellow, that it's camouflage, softer, quieter material, um, and also uh, designed with some features to help you start packing out the meat um so the the alps traverse and the extreme traverse line are some of the best backcountry packs that that you can buy um whether you need it for a uh, tree stand sit which i use for my Pathfinder, for or if i'm hunting backcountry elk in colorado like i've done many times i use i use both the traverse and the hybrid pack if i'm hunting from a base camp i use the hybrid pack or the pursuit um, and if I'm packing in, then I use the Traverse with everything that I need in it. It's an awesome, awesome backpack system. And lastly, in the hunting area, I am still amazed at the number of hunters who do not use a safety harness. It just it just blows my mind. It really does. We've talked about this before, and I'll talk about it again. I'm, uh, we, we will have on here as a guest before long uh, one of the gentlemen from Hunter Safety Systems. Um, but I, I was up in Tennessee hunting with a friend of mine not too long ago. And, and I asked him if he had his safety harness and, and he said, well, I have a strap. You know, if you remember back before there were full uh, four point harness, we had these waist belts that we wore. So we would dangle like a sausage off the side of the tree. That's what he still wears. I think, dude, you know, you're older than me and, and one of the most safety-conscious people I know, when it comes to how he rides his motorcycle, how he rides his four-wheeler, how he drives, and yet he still doesn't wear a safety harness in a deer stand, and 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 I'm just shocked at that. So, um, I'm going to be buying him a hunter safety system uh, vest for Christmas, and then he won't have an excuse. I'm going to have it shipped to his house. If he hears this before Christmas, then then uh, he'll know it's coming, and because he knows who I'm talking about. But what I would say to, to those of you who have loved ones that hunt from an elevated position, if, they not, if they're not wearing a safety harness, plead with them. Buy them a safety harness, a hunter safety system vest. There are several to pick from on their website. And insist that they wear it. Insist that they wear it. There is no reason in today's world of technology and safety consciousness that everybody who hunts is not wearing a safety harness when they climb a tree. And honestly, you know, with the way insurance is in today's world, I'm surprised that, that some states haven't made it a requirement that if you hunt elevated, you have to have a safety harness and you have to be connected from the ground up with a lifeline. Um, I'm really surprised about that. I expect that to be coming in the near future. Um, <clears throat> so moving away from hunters, let's, let's move to uh, um, anglers or fishermen, fisherwomen. Whatever they're called nowadays, uh, I just stick with anglers because it's easy. Um, let's talk about them for a minute. Let me get me a drink of water here. And when it comes to um, anglers, there's a there there are two things that we never have enough of, and that's rods and that's reels. Now I want to talk about uh, rods, and uh, we'll talk about um, a company that is a, a partner with Christian Outdoors Podcast. And they partner with me because i use it i'm not just getting partners i'm getting partners with people that i use whose whose products i believe in and whose uh philosophy i believe in this is native rods it's a new company uh, started just a couple years ago but they have developed fishing rods for specifically for bass anglers and they have what they call their sensitivity system and on the sensitivity system, what they said was, you know, we need to develop a a series of rods that will do everything the bass angler needs. Now, if you're into bass fishing, you know that a a, a worm rod um, presents your lure differently than, let's say, a uh, a spinnerbait rod. Right? Uh, you need you, you need the backbone to be in different places on the rod. Is is kind of what I'm saying, um, and so. At this moment, I want to take a pause in the podcast and, and hear a word from one of our partners that is helping to support the podcast. This portion of the podcast today is being brought to you by Native Rods. Native Rods create some of the finest fishing rods for the distinguishing bass anglers. Having designed and perfected their sensitivity system, they have a set of five rods that will fit every fishing technique of every bass angler. Using the finest components available from titanium guides and core grips on their casting rods to the award-winning microwave guides on their spinning rods, Native Rods are some of the best value in the angling industry. Native Rods, fish like you mean it. Find them at nativerodsfishing.com. Now we'll get back to the podcast when we're discussing more about our Christmas list for 2019 outdoorsmen. With the Native Rod Company, what they've done is they have designed five rods that will do everything. And they even went so far as to put it on the rod itself. Best used for top water or deep diving crankbaits. Best used for spinnerbaits or jig fishing. Best used for worm fishing. Best used for blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is. And they come in uh, specific lengths because they've learned that the length of the rod and where the flex of the rod is, is, is really what matters the most. There's some science that most anglers don't care about, but it's science that helps you Not only to get better hook sets, but to retain the fish on the rod as well. NativeRodsFishing.com is where you'll find their products, um, and they have some great products out there. I was able to test some this year, this past summer, when I went up to Canada. Now, I know they're made for bass fishermen, but I was wearing the northern pike out on these native rods. And uh, um, if you've ever fished for northern pike and largemouth bass, you know it's very similar techniques um it's very similar um um presentations and so forth and uh, and i was able to really test their their cranking rods their top water rods and things like that and i was really impressed with them uh native rods is a great rod to consider and you have to get them on their website nativerodsfishing.com. <clears throat> pardon me when it comes to reels uh, i find that anglers are very brand specific for, for decades, I have been an Abu Garcia fan. When it comes to a uh, bait casting reel, I love my Abus. And uh, some of that's because I like fishing for bigger fish. I like fishing for giant catfish, big striped bass. Um, you know, if I'm going um, to the ocean, I like catching uh, bull redfish. I like catching the amberjacks. I like catching big fish. Uh, but I prefer spinning reels. And when it comes to spinning reels, Luz and Fluger to me, are my favorites. And saltwater is pin. Um, and the great thing about these brands is they make a lot of different sizes and a lot of different configurations depending on what you're fishing for. So if you're fishing for panfish, you know, brim and, and uh, crappy as we say here in the South, um, then, then you're going to want a smaller reel. You know, you don't need a 6,000 series reel if you're fishing for those. You, you need a 2,000 or 3,000 series reel. So, then uh, that's what I like about these brands is that, is that they have um, um, uh, specific models designed for whatever you're fishing for. So, if you're looking for a reel, consider Abu Garcia and the bait casting. Also, I want to say this. Now, Academy Sports... And Outdoors has really come a long way with their Magellan line of and their H2O line of fishing uh, uh, stuff. I just recently got one of their bait casting reels, and, man, I really like it. It is a high-quality designed reel, and it's very affordable. Um, So, you know, if you're not sure what to get, go to Academy Sports and Outdoors. Look in their fishing department. Talk to the people who work there and ask for for one of their store brand of their bait casting reels, and, and, and you will not be disappointed. So when it comes to lures, again, uh, anglers are very, very brand specific. They like a certain thing. Um, but for me, and this is my list, okay, and so I can do what I want to with it. Um, if I'm going to be going to saltwater fishing off the coast, you know, near shore or inshore fishing, or if I'm going to Canada for walleye, northern pike, smallmouth, there is one brand of lure that I look to, and that's live target. Live target ru- lures are absolutely some of the finest made um most attractive lures and durable lures that i have ever used um again i like fishing for big fish i like fishing for aggressive fish and they are they are devastating on lures Uh, ripping hooks out and breaking them and so forth and and Live target has stood the test of time, man. They have caught thousands of fish for me, and uh, and I love their their hard baits uh, specifically their their uh, jerk their jerk baits. I really love their jerk baits, but I also love their swim baits, man. Their swim baits are are very realistic looking. They present well, they cast well, and uh, and if you want to catch forty inch pike, man, you throw a a, um, a seven inch swim bait in these canadian waters and bring it back super slow and those pike cannot resist it it is insanely fun in order to to use that and when i'm fishing inshore for redfish man their mullet their little three inch mullet is just it's is crazy um it's a soft plate it's, it's like a swim bait it's just a, a soft plastic with a single hook and it is it is a an incredible lure for our, for inshore redfish so for me You know, look, look at live target and you will not be disappointed in some great lures. Um, So now let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the hiker in your family. If you're like me and you enjoy the outdoors then when it's not hunting season or fishing, you just like to go for a walk. You like to just, you know, drive up to the mountains or drive to your local trail and just hit the trail for a few hours and just spend some time outdoors walking. Uh, you know, geocaching is a big thing. It's an excuse to get people outdoors. But there are two things that hikers must have, and and I want to talk about those. And one is a backpack, and we, just, and we talked about those already a little bit. But I want to talk about one designed specifically for hikers, and that would be the um, Alps Mountaineering Hydro Trail Three, which is, has a three-liter bladder in it, Hydro Trail Ten, which has a ten-liter bladder in it—that's huge—and then the Fifteen, which still has a three-liter bladder but it has a bigger compartment for if you're if you're storing stuff in. So, those are great, quick um, uh, hydration packs that you can you, know, you throw, throw your wallet and car keys in it, and then just uh, fill it full of water and take off. Um, but there's something else that you need, and that is hiking poles. Now, I was one of those guys that for years thought well, people walking with poles were sissies. Or, you know, why why do you need that? To, I mean, all you're doing is walking. But as I've aged a little bit, as I've hiked over a different terrain, I have learned that I was wrong. And... I have learned the importance of using hiking poles. The science is there. It's, it, it protects your knees. It protects your ankles. It protects you from falling and losing your balance. And uh, two hiking poles are better than one. One is better than none. Um, I like using two. And uh, um, similar to my fishing rods, I like a cork grip on my hiking poles. I really like the cork grip. And I also like telescoping poles. Now, I know some people like the... Uh, um, the ones that have the, um, the bungee cord inside of them and are a fixed height, you know, 28 centimeters or whatever it is, are a fixed height. I personally like the adjustable height. And here's the reason I've learned that when I'm hiking on flat terrain, I like the poles at a certain height. But when I'm going downhill for an extended period of time, I'll adjust them and I'll make them longer. Um, and when I'm going uphill for an extended period of time, I'll adjust them and I'll make them shorter. It may it may only be one or two centimeters, but that's enough. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. But that's enough in order to make um, the adjustment worthwhile. I really like the telescoping poles. There's a lot of good brands out there. There's a lot of good um, companies out there. Again, I love Alps. I love the Alps mountaineering poles. Um, I like the black ones and the, um, I'm sorry, the green ones and the bright blue ones. Um, and I also like the fact that um, <clears throat> the ones that have the rubber tips and also the spike on it. Um, and, and I really like the, the snow boot. I think that's what it's called. Um, again, being in the south, I don't hike in the snow much. But when I was elk hunting recently up in Colorado and we had snow on the ground, I found that that snow boot was very, very helpful. And it's also helpful in soft, soft mud that, that that we have a lot here. It keeps the pole from sinking down in there. So, I recommend that you get the snow boot. You may not use it all the time, but when you're hiking in, you know, in wet conditions or, or in you know shallow snow, whether you're hunting or what, put the snow boot in there. It's wonderful. And uh, also, if you're hiking on really rocky areas or on asphalt or on pavement, then you need that rubber boot on there, um, to uh, in order to give you a better grip. So. A good hydration pack and good hiking poles are two things that you can always get that hiker in your family for Christmas, and they will always, like, you cannot have too many sets of either one. I keep a set of hiking poles in my truck all the time, and I also have uh, a set that that stays with my hunting gear. So, um, great, great products for the person who likes to hike in your family. Moving on now, there's there's, a, the last thing I want to talk about is, if you're hunting or hiking or fishing, is you need good maps. You need good maps. And in today's world of technology, we don't have to go to the Forest Service anymore and get a whole collection of topo maps in order to figure out where we are and study orienteering with our compass and so forth. Although I do still carry a liquid compass with me. I trust it more than the electronic ones because... The magnetic needle doesn't lie, you know, the batteries can't die on that. But having said that, you know, when it comes to uh hunting, hiking, or fishing, I rely on Onex Maps for everything. Onex Maps is an incredibly useful device. Now it's it's designed for smartphones and GPS units. So if you have a GPS, you can actually buy the little micro SD card and insert it in your Garmin. Uh, or Lawrence or Delorme GPS, and use the Onyx maps on it. Okay, um, or if you prefer to use your smartphone, you can just download the app, and you have all the information at your fingertips. And now you're thinking, well, what if you don't have service? That's always the question. Well, the people of, uh, at Onyx have thought about that, and what they did was they made it um, possible. For you to download specific maps and store them for um, out of service use or offline use. So, like when I was going to Colorado, I went to my computer and I, and I scouted uh, electronically using Onyx on, on my laptop and I found uh, saddles and water holes and, and possible wallows and trails and, and uh, migration routes of the elk and I. And I went ahead and put waypoints on my computer that immediately synced to my iPhone and I was able to have those same waypoints on my phone and then I saved them as a um, as a map and named it. You know, uh, Colorado Map 1, Colorado Map 2, like that, so that I had maps available in case when I got out there I didn't have cell service. It so happened I ended up having cell service when I got out there, but, but I had a backup plan. <clears throat> and what Onex does is it... It shows you the property lines. It shows you the landowner. You can tap on the property. It'll highlight those, that property and give you all the GIS information. Who owns it, what their mailing address is, how many acres it is. All that information is available at your fingertip. But where I found it most useful was in two ways. <clears throat> Excuse me again. When hunting in these western states, they have hundreds of game zones. And your license is often um, restricted to specific game zones, All right. So like if I'm hunting in zone 23 and my license is good for units 22 and 23, but I'm hunting close to the border of 24, I need to make sure that I'm not across that border because I will be illegal by moving five feet and these boundaries aren't necessarily logging roads. They're not necessarily paved roads. And they, they may be a ridge line. They may be a, a, a creek that only flows certain times a year or an underwater spring. It's, it's, uh, it's very confusing. But what ONX has done is they have marked their game zones so that you can see exactly where you are. And according to the people at ONX, they are accurate. Plus or minus three feet. That's insanely accurate. And so, while we were up there scouting uh, on our elk hunt, we were like we were riding this off road uh, on our side by side, and and we were looking at the axe and we realized that the road was the part of the road was the boundary that one side was was a different zone than the other side, and and uh, the side that had the most promising look was not legal for us. Had we not had the map, we could have easily, mistakenly, hunted the wrong zone. Another example was on some uh, land that uh, we were looking at recently here closer to home, I was trying to find a boundary. So I pulled up my own X map, and by using that map, I was able to follow the boundary and and get right to the surveyor's stake that marked the corner of the property. Um, In the deep woods, a stake that's only... A, a foot and a half out of the ground, I never would have found it. Never would have found it had I not used ONX in order to do that. And so once I found that surveying stake, I took my surveying ribbon, and I just followed the line that ONX pointed out for me, and I marked the boundary so that we knew where it was in the future. It's an invaluable tool. I've tried others, but for my money, ONX is the way to go. ONX Hunt Maps is absolutely the way to go. You know, And when I'm fishing... And those remote lakes in Canada, I use it to mark my waypoints. You know, when I find a hole, I pull out Onex, boom, mark the spot using my my Onex map. Um, and uh, it's just it's just a great tool. I highly recommend Onex maps for your hiking, hunting, fishing, whatever it is that you're doing outdoors. You will not be disappointed in using the Onex maps. So. For the past forty-something minutes, I've covered fifteen items that would be good, you know, gifts to consider for the outdoor person in your life. And uh, but now, for the for the last few minutes, I want to talk about um, what Christmas is really about. You know, all of us know this. If you listen to Christian Outdoors, and you know that I'm a Christian, and you know that uh, this is what's the most important thing to me, and it's um. It's easy to get wrapped up in the uh in the ceremony and the Santa Claus and all the things that, that uh go on about Christmas, decorating trees, visiting family, eating too much. But I also want us to be mindful of those that, that aren't as blessed as maybe you are. Those that um may be spending Christmas this this year without a loved one for the first time. Their mom passed away, their husband passed away, a child, whatever it is, and they're having to spend Christmas uh mourning. Instead of rejoicing. Um, There's also a lot of people who will spend Christmas cold and hungry. And there's a lot of people who will spend Christmas alone. And you don't have to be by yourself to be alone. Um, There's a lot of people who, from the outside, look like they have everything. They got plenty of money. They live in a big house, drive a nice car. But they are spending Christmas deep inside themselves isolated alone because they don't understand that we can love them and that God loves them. And so real quickly I'd like to spend a minute and remind us of the Christmas story and to uh, spend some time just just reflecting. there's so many things that we could talk about on the Christmas story. Um, there's a lot of people involved in this from Mary and Joseph to the shepherds, to the, uh, to the wise men that came two years later to, uh, there's just so many people involved the, the, you know, from the innkeeper to the, uh, uh, oh, it, it, it's just a lot, <clears throat> but I want the focus to be on Jesus. John tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Matthew says in his creation or in his uh, uh birth story, this is how the birth of Jesus came about and Luke says that there was a census being taken, and so Joseph went with Mary to Jerusalem out of the city of Nazareth to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David, and he went there with Mary, who he was engaged to in order to be counted for the census. And Mary was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people, because today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a great company of heavenly hosts appeared, and the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And when the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see what the angel has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told and about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary took all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Here at Christian Outdoors, our focus, as you know, if you've listened before, is how can we enjoy God every day? And when I reflect on this Christmas story, and I think about the shepherds, and I think about Joseph and Mary and all the people involved, I think about how mesmerized they must have been, how confused they must have been, how um, concerned they must have been about all the things that were happening. But what I want you to do this Christmas, if you can and if you're willing, is to take the time to be thankful for all that you have. It seems to me that the easiest way to enjoy God is to praise Him the easiest way to enjoy him is to be intentional about recognizing he is the one that has given us everything we have, no matter how small it may seem, and no matter how big it may be. What we have is because of him, and we can give thanks to him because of that. For those of you who are celebrating Christmas this year for the first time with a, with a new child, enjoy this because it goes by fast. For those of you who are Experiencing Christmas this year for the first time without a child. Our prayers are with you, and so are God's. And we pray that this Christmas season will be one in which you can rejoice, you can celebrate, you can love God completely, fully, and enthusiastically. And as we reflect on this year and all the things that have happened for us, I just want to um, give praise to God. I want to thank Him for instilling in me, excuse me, I want to thank him for instilling in me the desire to start this podcast. This podcast is a, is a labor of love, and it's one that I cherish and that I uh, feel called to do. And uh, and, it, and it is a ministry for me. And so I want to ask you during this Christmas season to consider um, going to our website, christianoutdoors.org. Prayerfully consider partnering with us as we move forward into 2020 with Christian Outdoors podcast as we try to enjoy God every day and share the good news of the gospel. Now, I would like for you to hear another word from one of our partners who is supporting the podcast. This portion of the podcast is being brought to you by Cache Bowie Outpost, your premier fly-in fishing outfitter in Canada. Cache Bowie Outpost has 10 cabins on remote lakes in Ontario, Canada, and these cabins are what I call luxuriously rustic. Each cabin can only be reached by flying into the lake on one of their float planes. Once you land on the water, you are unloaded and your fishing adventure begins with world-class fishing for walleye, northern pike, smallmouth bass, and lake trout. To book your next fishing adventure, contact Bowie Outpost at cachabowieoutpost.com. That concludes this episode of Christian Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Rogers. Thank you for listening, and you have a blessed day.